0: How have you guys been? Everything good? Yeah, things are good.
1: Things are good. I got my toes painted.
0: You got your toes painted? What color?
1: Ballet Slipper. Is that a color? Yeah, the titles of, of the nail polishes are out of control. There could be a have, whole podcast breaking them down.
0: Do you have a spot that you go to, or do you try other spots?
1: I try out all the spots.
0: Is it like a New York thing where you every single one is a dime a dozen? Same. New
1: York, there's only ones you go to. In yeah. L.A., it seems like they're all the same, unless yeah. you want to waste money.
0: Do you ever do the black? Have you done the black? Of course. Is that still a thing? It's a thing. What does it it's signify? Just... Why do some girls do it?
1: Because it's like I've got black toes. Don't mess with me.
0: Yeah. Justin, or John, I'm sorry, it might happen a couple of times. (laughs) John was telling me something off mic before you got here. Breaking news.
2: No, uh, this week is a short week, but uh, so Saturday I'm going to be officiating a wedding, which is the first time I've ever done that. But uh, prior to my arrival in Northern California on Saturday, I'm making a stop in Solvang to propose to my girlfriend. Big deal. Yeah. You heard it first on
0: Bank. That's
1: insane. He jumped Amazing. the gun.
0: Just a few weeks ago, he was, he was like, "Yeah, we'll see, we'll see." This won't
1: come out before well, she could tell, hear if you go it. Well, you Back right? to the,
0: the thing she I said uh, you, you be to be continued. Well,
2: just don't post it. What if you on don't? Thursday. What if you change no, your no, mind? No, no, it'll be posted after. Yeah, You yeah, can always edit it. Out. And if she says no, uh, we're gonna have to do some editing. Good vibes. This
0: way. Yeah, good vibes. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's gonna say
2: no. I mean, it's like I got the parents' blessing yesterday. Oh wow, how did that go? Oh, tears of happiness and and joy.
0: Were you nervous? Like
2: a little bit. Yeah, it's always weird trying to find an excuse to go visit your girlfriend's parents without them, unannounced and without her.
0: Is her dad like Tony, like sitting across the table from Tony Soprano?
2: No, no, he's a very endearing man.
0: Uh, Okay, that's helpful.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he handled it
0: cool. The guy that sits across the table from your dad—is it going to be a Tony Soprano sit-down? A little bit. Really? He's
1: not hard. He's just more obnoxious.
0: Is anybody going to be good enough? Yeah. Okay. For sure.
1: Is your sister married? No.
0: Are you the oldest? oldest. I'm the oldest. Okay. Um, I have no announcements (laughs) other than to say that there will be a couple of moments when I drop some NBA references where I'll be reaching for the ghost of Justin.
2: We can call (laughs) him maybe and see if he'll laugh at your jokes.
0: Yeah, if you guys guys give me too many blank stares, I might have to dial his number. Today, uh, we are not... Talking about Star Wars. We are talking, oh, you're listening to Pada Bing, a podcast that breaks down every episode of the Sopranos one at a time. Today we are talking about episode four of season two.
1: Commendatore.
0: Commendatore. Commendatore. Is that is si. that that's pretty good. Yeah. That pretty... Commendatore. Trying to channel my inner <laughs> poly. The air date was by the way, the <sighs> spelling of this title is actually plural. Commendatore is the singular version. Um, I didn't know that until I researched. The air date was February 6th, 2000. It was written by the man himself, David Chase, and it was directed by Tim Van Patten, um, who I'm a big fan of as well. HBO synopsis, Tony travels to Italy with Paulie and Christopher to jumpstart a car importing business, in air quotes. While Polly and Christopher sample some of the old country's choiciest wares, Tony haggles with the head of a powerful Naples family and recruits a valuable new lieutenant named Furio. Look at your Italian Yeah, team. that was <laughs> well done. I was excited. To Title, commendatory. It is literally equivalent to the knight designation in mm. England. So like Sir Paul McCartney, oh, okay. he would be commendatory Paul McCartney. It is a male-only award. There is, as yet, no female equivalent. Annalisa might change that. Before we get to her, a couple of, like, fish-out-of-water topics, pun intended here. Was Pussy fishing in the opening sequence? Do you guys remember when they're trying to watch Godfather 2 and he is, like, looking at Tony sideways, he's sitting in the back, and he's, like, asking questions about Junior in particular? Was that just blatant, overt fishing?
2: cuz I love your puns and I love fishing. I uh, I think we can assume that pussy's always wearing a wire and is always casting out questions to
0: hook up the yeah. FBI. I like it. So we'll we'll jump to the end and then we'll go right back to the beginning, but so he's fishing in the very beginning and then you remember in the final one of the final sequences when he picks them up from the airport? Was he instructed to do that by the FBI to get like early insider information, or was there anything curious about the fact that Pussy was picking them up to you?
1: That was interesting because if Tony was still skeptic about it, why would he have him pick him up?
0: Well, his answers to Puss in the car at the end yeah. were dismissive. Yeah, he was like irritated, like "Where's Christopher?" But he was also kind of like, "I don't want to answer your fucking questions."
1: Yeah, I he think also he was. Just all, yeah. had a long flight. Totally, and I think he didn't do as well as he thought he did in Italy
2: i sexually frustrated. The, uh, the opening sequence, I don't know if it may have been on purpose, but did you notice the uh, FBI warning that pops up on the TV? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very telling when you next cut to Pussy.
0: Well, here's the other thing that's super telling to pick up on your, on your lead there. Paulie says his favorite scene is, you know, in two, is it was you, Fredo. And then it cuts right to Pussy. Did you guys catch that? Totally, Fredo and Pussy. And then later in the episode, when Paulie's walking around Naples, which we'll talk about in detail, there's a great little insider production thing that happened there. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but when he's walking around Naples, kind of taking in the sights, it cuts to him looking at a single guy on a Boston whaler-type boat, the same kind of boat that Fredo was killed on. Just, that was an overt reference. Mm
2: -hmm. No, I... Scouring the internet, there's people that even suggest the broken DVD player serves as some sort of metaphor to indicate the huge distance between that of, like, Vito Corleone and Tony Soprano, the glorious past and the murky present.
1: Mm. And also, yeah, also Soprano's a TV show, The Godfather's a movie. David Chase always wanted to make a movie.
0: Yeah. Um, Was Tony—so, what's the deal? Just break down for me. What is Tony going to the other side for? What's happening? Why is this even a thing? Why are we doing this?
1: I mean— I don't really know. I, it seems like a pain in the ass, this car dealership situation where they're stealing cars to give to them. But I think it would be something to do with the mob doing things together. But for me, I think he just wants to go to Italy. And kind of, he's the, the boss now, so it's, like, exciting. And he really glamorizes going across to, like, meet the other family. And he's a, this big wise guy he's got to meet. But I don't know. I really don't understand the car thing. It seems like a real endeavor to be honest so i don't get it
2: i think uh he's inheriting a lot of junior's Mm. business and this is one of the operations and just another glimpse into the way that they make money and maybe the the just desserts on this trip was he was looking for hired help and this isn't the first time that they pull from italy for functional wise guys that he can trust
0: yeah they mention. well junior mentions when he's talking to to tony in the hospital exam room he mentions furio by furio by name i'm doing that on purpose (laughs) Uh, but then he mentions him by name then and we don't we just it's a total afterthought i mean my takeaway is that look he is asserting himself i'm the new boss of the family you're going to be doing business with me and we're going to be boosting cars and selling them to you but uh i think the bigger thing that he's trying to do is he's trying to do these trades he's trying to get more guys because he's not happy because the last episode remember he's complaining to pussy about how everybody's either drugged up mm-hmm. or lazy or whatever and he's had it he wants some real guys and he sees the bevil guys this is all sort of like building up to it the Bevelacqua kid and uh, his his friend sean they're just not cutting it and if this is the future of their thing he's got to go fix that there's
2: some uh truth to uh like actual Mafia back in the day, where they would pull people from Italy uh, because they weren't recognizable. They had no particular ties, and they were just cut from a different cloth. They were hardcore.
1: Did Tony go with the intention to bring someone back? Though I don't think so. You don't think so? No, because I think he saw how the mob in Italy was run and was just so impressed by Furio and how badass they were versus the American mob. They kind of made them look.
0: So you think he called a last minute audible to be like?
1: I'll I give think, you the cards yes. for a discount, but I want this in the yes. turn. Yes, that's what I interesting. think. Interesting.
0: You think so too? Yeah, yeah. Be only
2: because you see the emphasis of him with the whole firecracker scene and seeing, wow, this is interesting. Look at yeah. the way they're handling this. and um, It's just strange to me too that one could negotiate a person.
0: Yeah, well, they traded him like a player, man. He's a soldier. Um, he is a soldier. Um, it's like it's like almost like professional soccer. You know, they like they can like trade for players in Europe and stuff, and borrow.
1: In soccer, though, at least the the players get to pick.
0: There's a thing within oh, soccer too. Oh, they can too. trade it. Yeah, they you're right. They can lend you. They can loan players to other teams, and they don't have control over that. That's awful. Um, I mean, they're getting paid I mean, yeah. millions and millions of dollars. It comes with the territory. But still, it's still interesting. This was like a very sports. The metaphor transaction and mm-hmm. just the way that I viewed it. Annalisa was a GM and Tony was a GM and they were, just ha- they were just duking it out on the beautiful Italian coastline that nobody paid any attention to, except for Soprano's autopsy and David Chase, which we'll talk about at the end. Um, Junior never went to Italy. He makes a point to mention that, and I just wanted to know if you guys had any reactions to that.
2: It's
1: just
0: the
2: disappointment of an old man who's realizing he didn't get to do many things during the time that he wanted to.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, for me, this episode was so much about, like, what they think Italy's like, and Junior is the old school, and honestly, I would imagine Junior is more like the way the Italians are than Tony and his crew ended up being, and, you know, Tony thought it's going to be this, basically like the godfather, but it ends up being not that at all. It's so different, so. But yeah, it's kind of a dig when you can't travel to your country.
0: Tony has a great line when he walks out the door. Going to Italy, huh? Hey. Nice. Nice. I never went.
2: It's not over yet.
0: Hmm. And he squeezes his, like, frail shoulder. Which um, is
1: also crazy. Janice has gone a few that, times. Thank you. You right? segue
0: to my next... She's been to Italy many times, so my question is, with who and on whose
1: dime? Anyone else but hers, probably. <laughs> what was the line he says? It looks like your studio apartment in Venice. Yeah, when they were talking about Livia's house, that was all gross. with throw up, and it was Pauly's first time. So there's all this like God, sort did of he like, remind us? Jesus, yeah, he
0: reminded us. <laughs> I thought it was a little cute. I mean, he he kind of course, I, he, a big thing for him. I want it's a big thing for him. Um, but his, he he mentions this line in passing, and I don't know if there's anything here, but I, I I'm trying to chew all this meat off whatever uh, whatever meat is on this bone. He mentions a brother and his other brother, the doctor. Pauly has a brother that became a doctor.
1: I think it's hard to know because when we learn later about whose Polly's family is, I have no clue and I'd have to go forward to go back.
0: I just found it interesting that a connected guy on his lineage would have a brother who's like an upstanding member of society, you know, treating patients. Who
1: wouldn't be helping him, though, because there is another doctor they use.
0: Yeah, you got mob doctors. Yeah, I mean, you got Dr. Dre. I mean, yeah, I guess it could be <laughs> loosely defined, but I took that to mean that there was like, like a not a, a non bad apple in the family. Oh, Naya. Yes. Was the Andrea Bocelli in this episode overkill, or was it okay?
1: I think it was overkill intentionally. I think it was meant to me because this whole th- this whole episode is just like dramatizing and like making this romantic like a exotic. Italy is this whole place and even you know Tony's favorite scenes from The Godfather he says are like the crickets and the old country and this family place which you know when he drives up to Annalise's house there's like rap music playing so it's obviously not that but I think that was just to accentuate the the drama of the song and like this Italian like tenor it just definitely influenced me and I was like oh that, that it was funny.
2: Is that a challenging song to yes. sing? oh in my the- god
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of what made him famous.
0: Okay. Topic one, Annalisa. The actress, Sophia Milos. Uh, I hope I'm saying that correctly. She is best known for her recurring acting role in CSI Miami. Before The Sopranos, she was actually in an episode of Mad About You, which is a rom-com that I actually was a fan of. That's how old I am. Uh, They're actually rebooting it. So Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt are coming back. Really? I think they're working on it. Are you anti-Mad About You? Yeah, I don't like that
1: one.
0: I liked it. I liked it too. I kind of like Helen Hunt. I know she's just so. She's physically what is she? Interesting on in front of the camera. She's, she's peculiar. Not, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but she's very she's like striking. There's something about th- her. Thank you, yeah. thank you for pulling she's me out striking, of the well.
1: She's striking, but also like the girl next door at the same the girl time. girl Next door, and she, she has like a wit to her. Yeah, she's like I couldn't forgive Valtrow. her
2: after Castaway to do that to Tom. Hanks. Oh my
1: God, Castaway is devastating. Never saw that one either. Never saw Castaway. He dies at the end. I don't want us watch that. Tom it's Hanks about, on an island for three and a, and a half hours. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: That's
2: pretty good. What it is it? It's
1: just like Survivor, isn't check it?
2: Check it out. We'll check in next week. All right, fine. Issues. I'll watch that.
0: I guarantee you if you cried, what was the movie you saw with uh, A Star Is Born? Yeah, you'll ball. This will make you ball. But it's Tom Hanks. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Well, you know it's gonna
1: end. Well, it doesn't actually I do not want to say that. Saw the one with the volleyball or something? Yeah, Wilson!
0: <laughs> Wilson! Wilson! I'm sorry!
2: I'm sorry, Wilson! Wilson, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Wilson!
1: I, I can't! Wilson! Wilson! Wilson!
0: Wilson. I'll start crying if I talk about oh Wilson. I'm more emotional. All right, am more emotional about Wilson than I am. Just like, just chill out and like watch <laughs> it, and it'll be let it be what it is. It's actually a really good story. Forget that it's Tom Hanks.
1: Well, now I know there's a Helen Hunt in it, though. All
0: right, yeah, I'll let it go. How did we get on Helen Hunt?
2: Oh, I was just thinking about it. it started with um, oh, Mad About You. Mad About You. Mad yeah. About You. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh,
0: Sophia Sophia Milos was on an okay. episode of Mad About You, <laughs> and uh, she's also appeared in Curb Your Enthusiasm in ER. Do you guys know her from Curbed? Have you seen, do you remember her? From, I looked it up, the oh, clip. Oh,
2: this is where Justin would be good.
0: So the other character that we're introduced to is an actor named Vittorio Duce. Is that how you would say it? Is it it's not Duce, it's Duce? Would I would
1: be? think so, or Ducci. Duce. Depend, depends. Okay,
0: see if it was C-E, I would think it would be Duce. That's true. So let's say Duce. Yeah. And someone will correct me. The character that he plays is Don Vittorio. This actor, he was Don Tomasino in mm. Godfather 3. Oh, Oh, I did not
1: realize that. So
0: there's like a constellation of Godfather references in this episode. And it's fitting that this is in Italy and it's written by David Chase. I feel like he had a field day with this. And he's even in it. he just
2: collects these actors like playing cards? Like it wouldn't have mattered whether he even saw him act. He'd just be like, oh, he was on the movie? Let's put him in.
0: I guarantee you if if I'm in David Chase's writer's room, if we're looking at his writer's room wall right now, all the actors that were on those movies, they're on a board. Mm -hmm. just like the FBI board. Um, Naya, Don Vittorio had a towel around his neck. Can you break down that look for me?
1: I mean, sadly, I wish it was more, but I think it's just because he's old and sweaty. But it definitely reminded me of, like, the sports jumpsuits with the towel and stuff. Like, it reminded me of Chrissy for some reason. Yeah,
0: like if Chrissy was an old guy. Yeah, and
1: Furio, we, we see him cook later in the show, and he throws a towel. Like, sometimes chefs throw a towel over their right shoulder. So I thought maybe it could be, like, whatever they need it for to pick up Did his Did you drool. see anything there?
2: Maybe uh, you want to go put my Vic hat on? and would be like he's metaphorically
0: thrown in the towel and he's mm. not all there. Oh, uh, I wasn't even going that far. Man, you're really digging deep for yeah. me. Appreciate it.
1: I liked her looks. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll go We'll go there.
0: <laughs> um, actually, go there now. Break down her... Break...
1: I mean, it was interesting because when you first meet her, she's actually quite um, reserved, even though her breasts are quite present. Yeah. Um, but women in Italy are very extroverted, I would say, in their looks. I mean, it depends. Some are the very... The term... Is that décolletage? Is yeah, that, is like that, your cleavage yeah. is what people Décolletage? Décolletage Decolletage is what it's... Is that what, is yeah. that what is that
0: what a, a girl mm-hmm. boss... That was the, that the word that she would use, right?
1: She was, was just like very, her. like, proper. She had, like, a nice dress, but then later we see her more casual, but everything she wore was very, like, form-fitted and very sexual, which I thought was interesting because she's the boss and she can also dress sexy. Is she more
0: Carmella or is she more Melfi? Oof.
1: I don't know. I think she's more melthy. I think she'd be more melthy. I don't know though, because Carmela's stuck and she's stuck and has to do this stuff too. But a little bit of both.
0: Yeah. So,
2: well, like, so you just had me start thinking, like, because you mentioned, oh, she dresses a little provocatively as a boss, but like, do you imagine as like a female boss, like wearing a a pantsuit?
1: I guess I would assume that. If I was in a position of power as a woman in the mob for some reason, I wouldn't want them to use that against me in any way. So mm. I would think I would choose to do that. But in some regards also, she probably uses her beauty to her advantage like she does. So I don't know. And also now women should be able to wear whatever they want True. and still rob a mob, run a mob. I just
2: try to imagine her in like a Melfi pantsuit. and That didn't work out.
1: I know. And Carmella dresses more like she does than Melfi does. Yeah. Like.
0: Yeah, Melfi's very subdued. Yeah. Earth tones, mm-hmm. no color.
1: You want me to dress like a man?
0: <laughs> um, so, the towel around the neck, it's funny thing, when I was preparing for this, uh, the new season of Shark Tank just came out. God. I'm probably alone gosh, in this yeah. world, too. But I have an interesting thing. It's just it just it, follow me down this road. I promise you, I won't lead <laughs> you astray. So, in the most recent episode of Shark Tank, there's this entrepreneur from Los Angeles who made something called the Tata Towel. Okay. And this is a real thing. Have you heard of this, Naya? No. Okay, so it's called the Tata Towel, and she was raising money for this. And there's, she's she sold a million and a half. She made revenue. Is this is uh, for
2: boob sweat. It's for
0: it's a it's a towel for boobs. That's yeah.
1: I would never. That's it, what you thought. Wow.
0: And it, <laughs> what is
1: it? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's
0: a sweat towel for breasts. Apparently, it's a problem for women.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: I'm Learning the, things the all the day. Under, yeah, yeah. Uh, the under. Yeah, I, so I was blown away. But what I'm where I'm going with this is, it looked exactly. Like what Don Vittorio was wearing, and all I'm saying is, is that he someone should be sending him a royalty check because he came up with that look first.
1: And that's where they wear it—the ta-ta towel—just it, around it, their neck. It goes
0: down and around. There's a what is it called—a cinch in the back that makes it tighter, and then it just holds them up. And you can literally walk around. Google it. I promise I you, you'll to see, it. see it. And she ta-ta-towel? sold ta-ta towel. Ta-ta yeah, towel. wearing
2: them. Just nice Google
0: ta-ta towel Shark Tank. And
1: oh my god! Yeah, this is. Awful and made weird.
0: Here, made here in Los Angeles.
1: Did anyone buy into that Shark Tank idea? She did
0: sell. She did get an investor.
1: I think she It's like a bra towel. Yeah. I mean, on, maybe so. it is a problem for some people that have, I would imagine, bigger breasts. Yeah the, yeah. the
0: models she had out there were all—one of the questions was like, what size does it start at? And it starts at like the C's. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how that works. I'm really really, C's when it starts to get big. Like the big C's, not the not the entry level C, but like it goes bigger towards the D's. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes as high. Apparently, I learned that there's an H. Mm -hmm. That's cray cray. Like I thought H is something that you buy. H is actually there's natural H's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Take a
2: stroll down West Hollywood (laughs) on Sunset. Oh my goodness.
0: Um, the last you, thing I want to say about, that. about the bikini. Yeah, so that was, that was Don Vittorio's look. Um, I liked how the camera... This camera was very clever this episode. Uh, it cuts from bikini-clad Lady Dawn to Janice. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that juxtaposition? That was purposeful, man. Totally. To show you the spectrums of beauty. And Tony uses a line later. I don't know if it's this episode or later. Well, I, I mean, He says it to Richie about how, you know, there's men... In the can that look better than Janice. That's next episode. And also, well, is this oh, the same
2: scene where she mentions how she like had to fend men off. of Yeah, her that's what I was, was just gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I like doubt culturally, it. like maybe her uh, figure is more attractive to Italian men. I don't know.
1: Nah, no? Italians like blondes. Okay, some <laughs>
0: questions. Talk about the toenails. The nobody gets my toenails line. This idea that evil comes to you if enemies get your hair or toenail clippings. Where does that come from?
1: It's like an old superstition, and Italians are very superstitious. And there is this weird, like, female thread in this episode with Carmela and her girlfriends, and Annalise, like, being a witch, like, this clairvoyant. She goes in this thing, and women are always, like, portrayed as witches somehow. And if anyone has anything of yours, they can cast spells on you. So that's why she gets rid of them. So this is And the Amalokia is the evil eye, which is an Italian thing where if you don't feel well, you're like, ugh, someone must have... Put me like done the amalokia on me like they they put a curse on me.
0: And she says that. What yeah, she it?
1: says oh, someone will make the like, amalokia on you, which is like if I if I don't want you to win, I'm gonna like i a and it's like the bull, the yeah, the that's also on you.
0: A Jewish thing, you know, the hand, mm-hmm. with the eye in the middle. It's yeah, the same it's very idea. similar to it's that. that similar. but this notion of the fingernails and the hair—that's an Italian
1: phenomenon. Well, she just didn't want anyone to have anything of hers that they can use against her.
2: I went uh, too far on the deep oh, dive of nails. Go for it. It's referenced, like, nail cutting goes back to, like, the Bible. So it's the grooming of nails was sort of a thing. But um, I found out that nail clipper is only as old as the Swiss Army knife. Wow. So it's only been around for a little bit. How old is the Swiss Army knife? That's a good question. How, perf- oh, I, guess, How uh, uh, 18, I got my nails done. 1875 patents for the modern nail clipper began to appear with the first trimmer. Um, before then, it was, like, a paring knife that you had to use. Uh, but then there was an article published in the Boston Globe in 1889 that had this thing about, uh, similar to the superstition, it's unlucky to cut the fingernails on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And it explained if you cut the nail on Friday, you're playing into the devil's hand. If on Saturday you're inviting disappointment and on Sunday, uh, you'll have bad luck all week. So I was doing all this research as I was chomping on potato chips and I just, it started to feel gross. And then uh, now I'm just not going to cut my nails on any of these days.
1: So funny! I got my nails done before I came. Yeah, we're talking a lot. So girly. Girls. Yeah, it makes sense though.
0: Oh, 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 here's this is a deep. This is a Vic reach thoughts on Tony's feelings about there being a woman boss. He actually says that word. Do you think he imagined Meadow in that role in the future? I'm asking because Furio indirectly floats the idea by being surprised they don't have this format in America.
1: A woman boss. In America, you don't have.
0: Is it a reach that Tony's actually contemplating? Like, wow, could Meadow be my heiress? No. No. I don't think his
2: mind can go that far. Mm. No. Okay. But it's interesting culturally, like, how Mm. surprised we are. We think we're so forward. I at one time thought that women in America were the first to vote, but Australian women had the right to vote years ahead of us. So I think it's just It's strange when you go to a different country and see the dynamic of gender roles.
1: Also, for Italy, like men, very much sexualize women, but they still let them be in power. Like she's still the boss, and I think that's because with the mob, it's family oriented.
0: Yeah, and it's like you know, blood
1: is much thicker than sex in a way. Like a woman or a man doesn't matter. She's Don Vittorio's wife, so and her husband, she gets clout. Yeah.
0: um, Who is like the son-in-law? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I also think she plays the sexuality to her advantage, by the way. Because um, she needs to assert herself. And it's very paralyzing. When you look yeah. at her, she's just, I'm not going to argue with you. Like, whatever you want. And you see, you kind of see that with Tony when they're playing golf. Uh, you know, and he's, he's making a point to show that he's checking her out. Yeah. But he's pretty much putty in her hands. He throws a hissy fit at the beach and he walks away. And when he doesn't get what he wants, because he... He, he knows that he has limits with her but just by the nature of her being a woman, A, and then B, being in a, a beautiful one. Yeah. So she, I think she played that card really well. And doesn't
1: he say you remind me of someone? Is that in this yeah, episode? I
0: think he's talking about Melfi. That's, where I'm, That's what I think, he, too. Because she, she was deconstructing him in the mm-hmm. caves.
1: Which I think would probably be harder for him to believe someone like his psychiatrist could be the same kind of woman that runs a mm. mob that he has to do business with.
0: <laughs> Why do you think Tony held back on sleeping with her?
1: I think it would. He knew. What did he say? You don't shit where you eat. Yeah. yeah but,
0: so would later Tony do the same thing? Like, look at what? What was that girl? Uh, without giving anything away, Ralphie's girl. He had no problem there.
1: She's an art dealer, though. This he's there to try to like make him look important, and I think he he knew it might cause problems. So he was on his best behavior, which I was very impressed by, honestly.
0: Were you sur- so you were surprised I was by surprised. his surprised. Yeah, I was. I still think, even watching back all through all these years, there's a the moment where you actually think he's going to go for it. Well,
1: yeah. And mm-hmm. no? He's
2: always business. And just the way he handled that trip completely, he cares nothing really about the setting.
0: He didn't look he, at anything, yeah. He
2: was there to, to make things happen. And um, one thing we've always said he's consistent at is running a business well. And to him, it's just it's a major conflict. I, I try to hold myself to those same morals. It no, would be tough thing. if you had Annalise there.
1: Yeah, well, that's you got like two curveballs. I feel like it's on this the trip. obvious
0: question. I just wanted to ask it. Shitting where you eat is one thing, but it was like it, it wouldn't even have been detected by Carmela. And then remember when Meadow asks her, like, "Don't you want to go away? Don't you, you and mommy want to go have a nice, or mommy, don't you and mom want to go and have a nice interlude? Interlude. Yeah. And she even Meadow's kind of like hinting at, like, I know what you're going to go there and do. Like, it's part of it comes with the territory. I got to hand it to Tony, but I was a little surprised because. Uh, it was there for the taking.
2: Yeah, big business thing like that to Italy. I think Carmela can assume they'd be showering him with who was.
0: Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Let's do... Oh, so you mentioned uh, we're going to do a couple of things differently uh, going forward. We're going to like uh, maybe toss out some casting recasts. If 2018 Annalisa were being shaped, who did you come up with?
2: I thought uh, Sofia Coppola she'd be a little bit young at that time. She was born in 71, so
0: yeah.
2: she'd be late 20s, but it's believable, and I just thought that connection might be the ultimate wink, that, like, you know, she's taking over her father, much the same as, you know, Sophia's had a accredited career post her father's work.
0: Yeah, she's made some really cool art films and... Marie Antoinette's one of my, my favorites. It's a fun Antoinette's movie. good. She did this movie with uh, Stephen Dorff, it's, it takes yeah, place, it's, in, it's filmed right here one, at Chateau right? Marmont. Yeah, And she's married to Thomas Mars, oh, okay. the lead singer of Phoenix.
1: That makes okay. sense. Have you heard Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, I love, so cool. love Phoenix. Coolest couple.
2: But did I go too young?
0: No, no, that's a good one. Mm-hmm.
1: She's just like, she's so beautiful, but in a very different way to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's like, this is going to sound awful, but like slutty looking enough. Mm. Like when you see her, do you want to have sex with her? Like would she be in Maxim? No, no, no. She's but too elegant. Annalise would be in Maxim.
0: So here's Annalise one. Annalise would be in Playboy.
1: Fair. Here's one. And Fair. I've noticed,
0: I noticed you like this person a lot. But it, if you were to re- recast her, or like option A for Annalisa in 2000, Monica Bellucci. For sure. Right? Yeah. She would have crushed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, That's a good one. Have
1: you seen The Passion of the Christ? She's in that, isn't she's she? She's in it. She's amazing. Now there's a reason to go see dies that. at the end. She's, sure. I think she's, she's Mary Magdalene? I think she's a mother. I think she's... She couldn't be Mary. She's too hot. She has to be uh, the hoe.
0: Anyway, so okay. the, the newer, like a modern day, Annalisa, I couldn't come up with. But that's what I was thinking when I was watching her. I was thinking about Monica Bellucci. Furio. Furio is played by the actor Federico Castelluccio, who is born in New York City.
2: Yeah, he knows no... He's Really? Family. Yeah.
0: He's a New York City guy and he moved to Patterson, New Jersey at the tender age of one. Wow, my mind is blown. He's He's more related to
2: Tonto than he's not. He's uh,
0: not related (laughs) to Tonto. Yeah, he was in the movie Made, which I love with John Favreau. I don't love as much as Swingers, but he was in a movie with John Favreau. And he's also appeared in Celebrity Apprentice opposite the President of the United States. How did we miss this season? During the fourth season of the show. Oh, I'm going to binge that He was one of those. I know we have to. He apparently gets to vote on somebody, vote somebody on or off. He gets asked by the president.
1: So he doesn't have an Italian accent when he talks? No. Oh, my God. I can't even get past his shirts. Now I have to get over this.
0: When you can wear shirts like that and get away with it. He's perfect. um, Yeah. Some quick observations, stylistic, technical ones. So like I mentioned earlier, he was traded like a ball player between clubs. Um, I need to get my NBA reference in. I feel like Tony got Ron Artest for peanuts. He traded for the NBA equivalent of Ron Artest. Justin's listening. Justin, if you're laughing. listening, I need you to give me some some Furio NBA trade references. Um, question, who's Furio before he comes back with Tony? Do we know anything about what his job was, what his role was? It, was, it wasn't clear to me. Was it illuminated for you guys at all? Is he a made guy?
1: I thought it was, a, like, a captain.
2: Yeah, I started to just imagine of him, like, he'd be a fun backstory, or, uh, like, if you made a shoot-off of, like, a Netflix story. Yeah,
1: how uh, great it'd be would be, like,
2: it... young Furio growing up, and maybe he, he spends a couple years in America as an exchange student, learns English, and suddenly becomes a valuable member to both sides, and it pulls him up in the ranks, and like we find out
0: how he got his ponytail, and... A ten episode or twelve episode limited series on a Furio prequel? Are you buying that now? I'm where can a, I find that right now? A beekeeper's who, who farm. you can make that for
1: me right now. Who's a young Furio? My ex boyfriend, but um, an actual actor. I don't know. Let me think. Think on it. You got one? We need a John? nose. I think
2: Leonardo DiCaprio would have been great. Whoa, his
1: nose is so small. But
2: he was around that young age. That's you know, true. He's
0: Italian American.
2: I mean, he was doing bigger and better things as a movie
0: actor, but a young furio would you Sp- have prequel spin off i don't have anybody but i'm thinking about it like
2: oh we're thinking cast a young furio in our young netflix furio show and
0: the prequel ah man this is like
2: maybe one of those kids from um stranger things like we just go with some kind of
0: mousy lanky guy no i got the perfect uh, I got the perfect young Furio for Net- I don't go. think Naya's going to love this, but I hope you do. Just saw
1: about the nose. I'm really me. excited about it. No, you don't have to
0: have you don't have to have a bad, bad nose. Milo Ventimiglia, Young From, Furio. Uh, this is us? Yeah. Now, oh yeah. He could do it. Plague. He could do it right. He could do it. And he would kill put it out there when this is us is over. If anybody listens that's in the business, make this happen. The Netflix prequel for the St- Furio storyline.
2: The Fast and the Furios. <laughs> Boom. Meme that. Shia so LaBeouf could do it. Memes. It's already been memed. Yeah.
1: Shia LaBeouf could do it. Yeah. That was solid. That <laughs> was is, solid. Because he could he's do the rugged, actor. like,
2: hardcore. I
0: feel like i And
1: on he's that. charming. He's
0: method, too. He would be all in <laughs> on Furio. He would method the fuck out of Furio. I'm sorry. Milo's out. It's, it's got to be Shia LaBeouf.
1: <laughs> he's playing, like, a huge mobster in this next film, apparently. Shia. Anyway.
0: I dig going. it.
1: Amazing. Of that. Okay.
0: Was the consequence to the little boy who let off the firecrackers proportional? or extreme thoughts on furio's response proportional really
2: he could have been shot he could have been fired at at the immediate response of that and
1: thoughts on tony's response then because tony i think it was proportional for italy but for tony's crew they wouldn't have handled it the same way so i think they were just shocked and then once they realized it was just a kid they still didn't give a shit and tony's like it's just just a kid i think they wouldn't have done that that way so he was like oh my god you think that was when Tony realized, I want this guy? I think that's when he realized that he's a little girl and like he doesn't run shit the same way as badass as they do. And I think he gets like. He's a little
0: girl relative to the way they do. Yeah. It. And okay.
1: I think he, you kind of see him get high off of it too, because like he likes the violence in a way, but he was. It's like a self analysis, but also like, ooh, I want to be in with this, but also I don't practice that. And I'll up my game. Yeah.
2: This episode reminded me of Narcos in mm. the atmosphere of. It's a real dominant control where you see the police cars drive away and little kids are aspiring to be them and they're just larger than life. Whereas, like a mobster in America, it's not as glamorous and it's more rugged. And just you see that transition too, even when they come back and see
0: the regularness yeah,
2: of life. New Jersey is not Southern Italy.
1: Do you guys watch Gamora at all? No, you mentioned it to
2: me. I've been uh, trying to get into it. It's one of those you really need to read the subtitles and yeah. I'm a big
0: multitasker, so it's difficult. I'm going to turn a corner here. I'm going to talk about Carmela, and, and I want to lump in Angie. We're introduced to Angie Bonpensero, who is played by Tony Kalem. Fucking A. The official Angie avails herself. Thank this God. woman is amazing. I want to underscore that her acting in this in this episode, the brief time she was on the screen, she was so good, and you immediately are endeared to her, and you immediately are in her corner, and we've never seen this woman before. We've seen, like, shades of what his what pussy's wife is but it's so exciting to that she's here and and a couple of things i want to point out about her she's an actress a screenwriter and director she's also a new jersey native and justin mentioned this to me or you mentioned this to me john i can't remember wrote directed she wrote the 56th episode of the show entitled all happy families so she's an artiste two things for the record okay i want to just get these out there pussy married up and her acting was just impeccable. The thing that I found really cool, is a subtlety. When she's having lunch with the girls, with Carmela and Ro, and she has revealed her suicidal ideation and feelings toward her husband, she's really at a low point. So her low point and then the camera cutting to Tony's airplane ascending at Bocelli's crescendo... It's just plain crafty,
1: man. Yeah, it's mean. You
0: got the low point of the show and the high point of the show. It was... That's not an accident. chuckle. Again, David Chase had a field day with this episode. So we're introduced to Angie, and we're introduced to this curious character, Jimmy Bones, okay? Played by actor Mike Memphis, who I wasn't able to find anything on. First off... He actually
2: is an actual Elvis impersonator from Brooklyn.
0: Well, that... Yeah. So an Elvis impersonator as a made guy... How does that fly? Like how does that even how was that even allowed? Why not? Is Why not? he's a
1: made guy? He's a made guy. Oh. Yeah, cool. he's
2: referred to as uh a friend of ours which is if we drop
0: yeah, yeah. a soundbite from Justin last week he explains it. Exactly, it was exactly what I was going to say. Um, Naya, you said you don't date Star Wars nerds. Yeah. What about Elvis cover singers?
1: I would it uh that's tough
2: (laughs) she hesitated So that's i (laughs) think
1: it would depend on his repertoire of which elvis songs he was singing okay and how good his impersonation was and how frequent if i don't have to go to any of the events i love elvis so it wouldn't be that bad
0: are you early elvis or are you late elvis i'm early elvis teddy bear Mm -hmm. jailhouse rock
1: i love old elvis i like new elvis i like i love all elvis yeah just a sad blonde elvis yeah, he's, he's an original identical twin with blonde hair. I mean, Pre-Las
0: Vegas mm-hmm. Elvis, though.
1: And he dyed his hair black because he wanted to be taken seriously in the music industry.
2: Here's a reach. Go. He was Elvis. That was Elvis that we saw. <laughs> and then he wasn't dead.
1: <laughs> You're making a and mockery. His, he's he's a reach. hiding
2: in the... You're
0: making a mockery of the reach. Um,
1: Did he have to kill him?
0: Yeah, so we're, let's go there.
1: Stop! Have a time!
0: I was wondering if that type of weapon was used, if that's like a commonly used weapon, if there was a reference there. Did you, did you, like the choice of weapon, is there is there anything to read into that? Uh, I was just curious. Normally, the audience
2: doesn't get a, a blocked view of the violence. And when a hammer's hitting, I don't speak from experience, but I'm assuming there'd be tons of blood splatter. And yeah. I thought that gratuitous violence would have been there, but we get this sort of just sound and behind the wall and... It's...
0: You see the blood splatter on a picture that says Colonel Parker underneath it? Any idea who Colonel Parker is? Oh, I didn't catch that. You didn't catch that? No. I was just
1: looking at the tea kettle, so I'm...
0: I'm... And the cool
2: Elvis paraphernalia.
0: Before the whacking puss and skip are walking through like a party shop right and puss tells uh skip that junior's car thing went to ray Kurdo, and that is one of the one of the things we're going to do every week now we're going to talk about things that n- might have nitpicked us or not or like or kind of like irked us is skip that dumb that's a big operation you're going to give it to ray fucking curdo like it just sort of was like to me it was just not like Skip kind of, like, went along with it too easily. He wasn't probing enough. The the fact that Pussy is using misdirection in the scene, though,
2: implies some sort of redeeming quality for me. And it's the first time I thought of him that way. I mean, he is a fucking rat, but... that
0: What in, misdirection are you referring to? He he could have
2: explained that it, the car thing was given to Tony.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's but, what I'm getting but at. But
2: to, to not tell it, it's like he's in a situation but still struggling to give everybody up, uh, biding his time, perhaps. Mm. Like he... He's really an internal struggle, and you see it as a result of the way him and his wife get along, uh, because he's just, he's a mess. But I just don't understand if he's that deep in with the FBI that he's not spilling the beans completely. He's giving them At kernels. this stage, yeah, at this that's stage true. At least,
0: For me, I see him as a guy who's had way too much to drink, and he's fighting off the drunken stupor, and he's pretending not to be, or pretending not to be high, has someone who's like smoked way too much and he's he's avoiding the reality that is inevitable and it's just i don't know skip should be on his a game and i just feel like ray like why would ray curdo get a car operation but again this is just me it's just a nitpicky thing there's nothing there's nothing there i'm just well what did ray curdo
2: do we touch on what his specialty was he's not is he made
0: he's a made guy so yeah he's just he's infrequently in right now we know nothing right? yeah. if we're watching this for the first time we've heard his name dropped a few times we see him at the wedding where they all do spring cleaning but i just i'm gonna just put it out there for anybody who hasn't watched the show i fucking hate ray curdo you're not a ray curdo fan again, no. I'm not a ray the Cur- scene
1: where he runs out though of the party store and yeah. the, and the song plays again mm-hmm. to me is like maybe that song i should go back and watch when it plays because maybe it represents like the The daunting truth of things or things that they can't... Because it's played at specific times yeah. in, in funny ways, but also in dramatic places. So yeah. I feel like there's a reason why it's played where it's played When's now. the uh,
2: other example?
1: When it's played at the restaurant with the girls and then with Carmela, oh. and, and then Janice and Carmela. She's okay. like daydreaming about it. Janice
0: even goes, wow, this fucking yeah, song.
1: Yeah, fucking... Yeah. It's just interesting because that scene is funny that they've used that song again with him yeah. running out. She's like, hmm...
0: Angie drops eggs in the kitchen, you guys. Uh, Someone mentioned the reference about eggs and death. Is there any meaning to the egg drop in this?
1: I thought it was interesting hearing a woman talk about it because we don't really hear any Suicide? Yeah, yeah. especially if these are the women that are all, you know, they're supposed to look glamorous and kind of eat it and, you know, accept a guma and all this stuff, that it was just crazy that we meet this character and, like, maybe the third thing out of her mouth is, like the craziest well, shit. It was
2: interesting that she talks about suicide but in the same breath like death is already knocking on her door yeah. for her. Yeah. Uh, with That's the true. cancer scare so maybe that prevented her oh, from pursuing that. Cancer scare.
1: But me. the response like the how you know uh, Roe did the sign of the cross and Carmela just was like oh yeah. my god what do you you know just the fact that, that she can't even speak freely with her friends because her friends have to have this sort of reaction to saying stuff like that is just so like traditional Italian like well, it's, having it's to appear in the way. when
2: Someone that you have an idea about a relationship or that you have many similarities true, that's to. True. Suddenly that fabric falls apart and you question all sorts of stuff. Like, I know, I guess I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I'd <be> like,
1: eh. <laughs> all, I we're all going to die. Where was Artie in
2: that scene? I wanted him to pop by and say something about the food.
0: Yeah. Um, is, is Pussy being a jerk because he's not into Angie or is it because of this FBI thing?
2: It's all FBI. It's all
0: FBI, right?
1: His, his behavior in general is all... If intriguing. he shows
2: his cards, you see how close she is with all the other wives. If he did tell her what was going down, it'd be over for him.
1: I think they're not in a happy marriage, though, either way. Because, like, as are much as I them? love Angie, no. Sylvia, you think Sylvia and his wife are in a happy one? I think they're the closest. Yeah, right? They're the closest. But she comes off pretty, like, yeah. ditzy, deliberately, I feel like. so.
0: Yeah. This scene, the scene, one of my favorite scenes actually. It's it's a very powerful scene. The scene where Jan comes in and is railing on Puss to get under Carmelo's skin. Um, she says this amazing line. You know, it's just so backhanded.
1: That a woman of your intelligence is content to ask so little from life and from herself. I don't know. I, I'm. It's none of my business. Marriage is a holy sacrament. Okay. Family is a sacred institution. Roger. And you, trying to fan the flames with Richie Aprile, of all people? Talk about old school. Carm, Richie, because of his life experience in prison, he he has a sensitivity to the plight of women. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh God. I am not even gonna touch that one. But you had me going for a while there, you really did. Oh, Janice, honey, I gotta love you. Really? <laughs>
0: The music is crescendoing when she later defends Richie. Uh, it's such a great piece of like film, cinema, TV. Reactions to what Janice is doing though, like what's her mo there? Like what is she trying? Like why is she? Why is she going at the heart of her sister-in-law? Why is she trying to hurt her so bad?
2: I don't think she knows any other speed. She's just talks open like, like that. What did
0: Carmela do to her? Sometimes I, what I'm getting at is these are the things that you th- may think but ne- not necessarily say to somebody.
2: Well, you gave the example of uh, last episode, Carmela coming to Janice, and it was like dealing with a daughter, and she kind of came down as a daughter, poking around through the fridge and threw a couple passive aggressive jabs at Carmela. It seems
1: like they're normal. Banter. Well said. She's like an older meadow. Yeah. She's just compensating, yeah. I totally agree. And also, like... Is she jealous of Carmella, though? No. 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 But she doesn't realize, like, she's just like her, too. Like, that's what... Because Richie's the same thing as Pussy. So there's really no difference. The Richie
0: argument throws her whole thing. And Carmella says, like, like, you had me for a minute. Yeah. But this this Richie thing is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's
1: where, to me, it's, like, her thinking about herself and trying to subconsciously probably be like, well, you know, Richie's nothing like Pussy or my brother. But actually... He's just like varying them. degrees of psychosis, yeah. but...
0: Is her and Richie about sex, or is it about power?
1: Their relationship? The yeah. What do you mean?
0: Why is she going there?
1: I don't know. She needs a, someone to help pay her loans, probably. Didn't...
2: But to your point about that scene, I mean, that's, that's all Edie Falco. Mm. To go to so many different levels of reaction. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's...
1: But it's so interesting to watch her get so obsessed with Angie's unhappiness, because it's such a reflection on her happiness, and then Janice intervenes. It's just... She handles it so well, and she, a lot of it is just handled by her facial expressions, yeah. not even her saying lines. And I think, well, I forget, I took like one acting lesson, I was awful, and they say actors that can act without speaking are the best. And if you watch Edie Falco throughout the whole series when she's not doesn't even have lines, she's so good because it's all in her face.
0: Remember in the opening episode of the season when she's just pulling the casseroles out of the oven? It's just... No words, I, I feel she, everything. There's a picture that says a thousand words, right? Mm-hmm. You segued perfectly, Naya. Talk about uh, this. So Carmela's marriage is a sacrament spiel. Um, what are... Both of you guys, like, w- what is your opinion on this let's stay together for the kids phenomenon? Marriage and couples in general, are you a proponent of stay together for the kids? Or are you, like, blow it up... F- because let's not live under a facade. Any opinions or thoughts on that?
1: I think it's very complicated.
0: But just, in, like, what's your guttural reaction? Like, would you stay together to, like, keep a facade, or would you be honest?
1: I think it's hard. I would want to be honest, but I think it would be harder than I think it is. Does
0: the religious aspect of your life and your, your culture and your upbringing come into this? Like, do you believe that marriage is a sacrament and that it's unbreakable?
1: It's definitely breakable. It's definitely breakable. I see it break all the time and you're, <laughs> and, and
0: it, no but no it definitely breaks yeah. but i'm saying like are you like i mean i went to catholic in, school my whole in? life yeah. all-girl
1: catholic school and i feel no like commitment
0: okay to it That's the same way at. and what about you are you like
1: but somehow stuck in it yeah like i have like i have to get married in some weird way i don't know so
2: yeah i mean this kind of goes both deep ways me, but yeah. i was married before. <gasps> Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew. No. That. Yeah. Sound so. Effect, sound effect. And I. Totally sound effect, yeah. dude. We're gonna fucking uh-huh, go. Yeah. We're going out or speaking. You were. were? To Apollo yeah. 13. So and and uh, what I was in a you know an unsuccessful marriage, and at the time I um, was uh, under the belief of like I'm I may be unhappy for the better part of my life, but I'm gonna try to make it work for the sake Jeez. of that. And you know, without going into all the details, it ended, and you know there was a. A different experience, a different life, and the whole transitional period from all of that. But wow. um, I, I guess, to the point is, if you're staying together for the sanctity of one thing, then you may sacrifice some things like your own happiness and, you know, how your future dictates what happens. But. No.
1: I also do think Carmela uses it as an excuse.
0: Yeah, to justify I think
1: she doesn't really know how she could leave, even if, you know, we see advice given to her in places where, you know, she could figure out exactly what she has to do to leave this relationship. But I think she uses that as like a crutch to be like, well, you know, it's a sacrament. I can't in some way. But she doesn't—we never really see her go to church. Like, she doesn't go to church every Sunday. Church comes
2: to her, though.
1: True, true. She's got a relationship <laughs> with the Father, but that's, like—
2: She had Uber The priests. shortcut,
1: yeah, the shortcuts. But we never see her—we only—I mean, I guess we see her praying, but she's doing, the like, the holiday praying, or when someone's, like, near death. Right. That's, like, when I go to church, like, the big holidays, the holidays or, or I'll or say a prayer, a like, on event. a plane, and I'm sure God's right. like, who are you? So—
0: um, the final scene is so beautiful. Angie alludes to it at the beginning, or, or earlier on, when she says that when, when Puss came home, she wanted to, like, gag or... How amazing was the final scene where where Tony comes in, and he's like, hello, I'm home, and Carmela's Carmella's... Again, John, you pointed out her just kind of octave range of acting. She goes through Angie's motion, right? And then she, like, pulls her shit together? Is that fair? Like, she pulls herself together, and then... I took... Because Angie's
2: description was thinking after Pussy had been gone for months at a time, and and wondering if he was even alive, and yeah. not having that answer, and she alludes that Pussy's relationship with her was always he just comes and goes as he pleases and shows back up when he wants. So Carmela kind of it's a little different. I But see isn't the Angie parallel. now
1: super fed up with it and doesn't give a shit she's anymore? She's yeah, because she's put up with it so long that now she's like, I don't give a fuck what he does anymore. Like, that's true. He sucks.
2: Carmela knew he was coming home, so it wasn't. But
1: that's what was why I thought it was so interesting because, like, now when Pussy's with Angie, Angie's like, I don't even, like, he makes me sick. He was like, doing whatever he wants. And so I think when Carmella heard him say, I'm home, she felt like, ugh, which was such a weird thing. And she probably connected the dots. And what's crazy because so much happened in this episode. And we don't even know who Angie Papincero is, but still, when that scene came at the end, we knew exactly what it was referencing from yeah. earlier in that episode. And you're connected you're like, to her. Oh, my God.
2: It would have been nice to see what happens after uh, <sighs> he comes at the door. Like, would she have
0: come out to the balcony? Or? I know. She would have played the dutiful wife. She would have played the game because that's what Carmela
1: does. Mm. Um, she Should have heat up some ziti. I had yeah. a
2: note somewhere where I wrote something to the effect of that she just was more concerned about, like, her self-preservation. Like, her life that she has yeah. was more important than some of the things that Angie made more emphasis to.
0: Here's a deep question for you guys. If, because uh, it kind of got the sense that they were hoping that their husbands would just be dead so they could just like get out of this life. Can you remarry outside of the family? Like, so, like if something happened to, like, so if pussy, if pussy died, <laughs> could, could Angie remarry like a civilian? Is that, is that the I, f- like, I
1: think so, because they're not made, right?
0: But they get familial support. They get taken care of by the family. If she marries outside, does that get cut off? Is I that... have an
2: omerta in Freemasonry that we all agree to. Where <laughs> no, honestly, that you you can't uh, fraternize with anyone's widow or
0: that are in the that are in the fraternity that
2: are that have been in the fraternity. So <clears throat> if a brother of the lodge's wife had passed away, no Mason would be knocking on her door. And for, does your
0: organization that. financially support the widow? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's an obligation. It's taken oath to support wow. uh, the widows and orphans of a fallen brother.
1: Okay. Damn.
0: Um, We're going to do something a little different going forward. Partially just to like, we're like Phoenix says, we've fallen and now we're going to rise again from the ashes because we lost one of our comrades. But also in honor of a line from this episode in particular, when Polly says to Tony, what was your favorite scene? In two, we're just going to go through every week and just kind of like round table it. Uh, What was your favorite scene from this episode?
1: I have too many. That's my problem.
0: I just realized go back to your question uh,
2: Rosalie and Ralphie oh yeah so I but guess they're both no made rural. oh yeah
0: there you go oh is that the yeah. oh. wasn't
1: Ralphie made by then
0: I mean, Ralphie was made yeah he was a captain
1: so she married back in
0: anyway did you have a favorite scene John
2: I have mm, too many it's like asking a mother to pick her favorite child
1: I like the scene where Ro it's also my favorite quote from the show though the one where all the women are eating fucking nosy eat your money God.
0: Um, I have that as a favorite quote, too. Um, my favorite scene was... I really enjoyed the carjack scene, you guys. And the cut to Tony after the dad screams, Who else? Um, That's my least favorite scene. Oh. And and I just love the, the scene within a scene aspect yeah. of it. Um, this episode was about Naples. It was about vacation. It was about Furio. But this little vignette in the city played like a short film to me. And it played like a short film, a social commentary and a nice change of pace all at once.
2: Do you think the name uh, Churchill of the dog is in reference to the Churchills, how we talked about the band?
1: Probably. They're from Jersey, yeah. Someone
0: on the cast or someone on the crew had a thing for them, um, and they got a lot of shout-outs. I saw
2: someone in the elevator at our WeWork building that had a Churchill shirt on, and because of what you had mentioned, how... They're only like references that they're on The Sopranos. Yeah. I felt like I wanted to ask them, be like, "Do you, you watch have. The Sopranos? You sh- are you in the you church?" Yeah, it was like that elevator That's etiquette so that you just don't start conversing with people.
0: Since I've been since I've been wearing this around Silver Lake, walking around with people my dog, two people have asked me, "Like, did you work on the show?" I'm like, "No, I did." No, <laughs> I, I said, I, but I did stalk outside the studio <laughs> of the, I, I, I do know the ad physical address of Silver Cup Studios.
1: Nobody likes David Chase's cameo for their favorite scene.
0: Mic drop. Wow. I totally didn't even. I okay, didn't, so
1: do you remember where it is? No, no, no. no I oh, remember, okay. Yeah, he's. Yeah.
0: Paulie's sitting at the cafe. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I feel so disrespectful not even mentioning It's where.
1: a very Hitchcock moment. Yeah. yeah. David Chase loves Hitchcock. So I feel like also he loves Italy. It was or like a, a very Sam interesting. Sam Lee moments with. Yeah. Uh, he's in
2: every Marvel movie, just as a brief. Cameo. Yeah. I
1: believe
0: it's his only cameo too. Correct? I
1: think he has one more, but I don't Does know. He? Maybe it's only this one. It was a very handsome cameo. I yeah, must say. Do you think he espresso? was really smoking a cigarette? Or yes. was it yeah, like so a stage the way, cigarette? The way that he controls
0: it, you can tell a smoker by the command they have, and I mentioned this about Tony too, the way he commands his cigar. It's like a it's like it's not it's either he spent like he, Daniel Day-Lewis, it and like spent time <laughs> with smokers for two years and did nothing but study the way they hold it. Or he's had he's comfortable around it.
1: Habit, yeah. Um,
0: it was just a very good scene, a very good angle. David Chase's totally. face was so chiseled and you know just so commanding.
1: It's also part of the whole sequence with Polly, like again, glamorizing like the hooker. Like she hate doesn't give a shit about him, but he's like, oh, we're from the same place, yeah. and he's like saying hi to this asshole stranger that happens to be David Chase. He doesn't even say hi. It's just like it's a funny way to put yourself in it too.
0: So I'm going to just, we're just going to make the, your favorite scene, the the David Chase That's cameo. That's fine. That'll be my favorite and, scene. And next week you guys will come, you guys will come correct. Cool. Um, least favorite scene or most cringe-worthy
1: scene? I don't love the carjacking and okay. I don't like Chrissy shooting up. Yeah. It's just, it's a, a it good. was a long pan. It was like, it, we, we know what he did and then we get to pan down to the drugs. I was like, I get it.
0: And he had goals to like do so much in Italy, but all he did was just
1: get yeah. blitzed. I have to shout out Clef is played in this episode when they drive up to the That's house. That's It's a Wyclef I should have song. I couldn't song. get it. It's blood is thicker than water.
2: Mine was uh the car negotiation scene. It was oh. Nino and the whole like why don't they like Tony and yeah, I don't. Know. It was a little bit scattered. You had to make a lot of assumptions and you just felt lost. Maybe that was the intent.
0: Yeah, well, Pussy was also or Polly was also like interfering, and Tony was getting irritated. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm conducting business here. You
1: also, you also see Furio decide not to translate it. So rude, which is I thought was a nice thing to see that he's trying to be a gentleman to, to be like, you know what, I'm not going to translate this. And well, like, and it would have been nice okay. to have
2: the Italian uh, yeah, translated it to the entirety of it. I
1: know I could do that for you. I should go back.
2: I'm curious what yeah. they,
0: what they say in the beginning.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Casting what ifs. Tano is a character, the guy that Chrissy shoots up with. There's a backstory there, too, man. That's, that's a rabbit hole you could go down. Who would be a good 2018 Tano? Scott Bayo. Too old, man. He that looks a, a lot like Furio. Charles in Charge? Is yeah. that right?
1: He looks a lot like um, Christy's friend who died. What's I name?
2: literally just uh, I typed earlier Italian-American actors, and he just seemed like he might. Be a good slime ball.
0: I know I've gone down this road already once with you guys with the Timothy Chalamet, because he can just be cast in everything. He could be cast. But if you did a Netflix <laughs> Tano prequel... He
1: or, could be Tano in the prequel, he yes. He could
0: crush Tano, yeah. man. <laughs> um, And then we talked about 2018, Furio. Tough. Yeah, and then 2018, Annalisa. Um,
1: we chose Sofia, Sofia Coppola.
0: Coppola. I'm going to think on that. Alicia Vikander for...
1: Annalisa? No, Too she's petite. Danish.
0: Danish? You can't. You have to have an Italian? You
1: can't have someone that looks ethnic enough. Okay, all right. You could... <laughs> I know, I, I'm so mean. She's pretty, though, that one. I like her.
0: What about this episode has aged the best? I have Polly's wonderment with the whole thing. The fact that he's traveling for the first time, I just feel like that. that's as timeless as it was the first time I watched it.
2: I like the portrayal of, like, real Italian mob in Italy, the regal honor, the rich in tradition. You, you felt it. Polly.
0: Commandatore. Like a commander. I like that. That's respect. What's aged the worst? Uh, this vacation
2: episode style thing that cliche. Is a,
0: a staple of television
2: True. and just seemed forced. True. Really? Yeah. But he chose
1: uh, to exaggerate it to like dramatize, you know, people's dreams about going to this foreign Italian land. So it kind of like made fun of the vacation episode in its own way too. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. They don't go anywhere else.
0: I have an interesting thing to say about that at the very end. I like that you went there. That's great. So, favorite quotes. This is a tough call. There's always going to be one going forward. We're just going to do it. And we're going to see it like where we overlap. Did you guys have one? Besides
1: the Managat?
0: Oh, yeah. That's, that's yours. That's so that's that mine. was mine, too. That I was, really like it. I, I had that on my list, too. That was, I, I have, it was tough for me. It was a tough call. I have three lines that I really loved. And I'm not going to, they're not in any particular order. But fucking nosy, each your Managat is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Junior's line to Tony about, like, are we related? Isn't he like a distant cousin of ours? It's so far removed by now. Tonto's a closer cousin to you. That was a great line. And then Furio when, uh, it's partially a combination of his line plus the physical acting that was accompanying his this line is when Tony was basically telling him a woman boss and he says,
1: a woman boss in America, you know, not
0: I just love that because he's from New York Naya. he's Us, not Italian.
1: I, I I can't believe how well he did
0: <laughs> in America they don't have a, I just love that line that's actually my favorite line because this it's, it's, it's episode Furio I gotta go Furio I love Rosalie April but you know in but, America but
1: that line makes sense with kind of what we're all saying about this episode like he doesn't know what they don't have that in America yeah. like, and we're all trying to figure out what they have in Italy versus what the American versions have so it's <laughs> it's very interesting like what TV has versus movies the American mob Italian mob
0: are there any lines from the show that you guys have used in your everyday life oh yes I mean, I use. Have you said... What's the line about the the evil eye? Have you said I'm that? I'm a look.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, that's... You say that all the time? My mom says that yeah. to me. Ooh. I like the, ooh, she's gonna shit. When <laughs> Rose says when she's gonna yeah. find out the other
0: one. Do you have any lines drawn that
2: you... Uh, see, like, when Justin and I were working around the clock next to each other, yeah. it was constant. Like, Automatic. you'd look for it. Yeah. But, uh... And occasionally now I catch myself after eating some fruit and be like, "Qué bella fruta." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> well, that's what's so great that if I'll just say something random, you'll know exactly what I'm referencing cuz yeah, most I normal don't t- people don't. No, and even no. like good soprano fans, they no. don't know like the niche No,
0: no, no. Definitely little weird not. ones that I'll throw out. Yeah. I don't have a particular line from this sh- this episode, but something that's I'm a 100% on with Polly is the public restroom. I'm the same way with Polly in outside rooms. Like when I open the door and I see the toilet, I turn around and I, and, I, fish and, I, and I hold it. The fish you do. Um,
2: Is, so what was that set up? You, was it the bidet? No, it was, toilet, it was just,
0: huh? just a pisser and a shiver a, side by side.
1: Yeah, and the yeah, toilet
0: yeah. broke. Last call. You guys have any last call stuff? I have a big one, but we'll start with John. No, oh, you go first. Okay, well, so Paul, two Polly things real quick. I want to just give him some love. Um, Polly and the prostitute.
1: Hey, can on the way back, uh, bring me one of those plums from the breakfast tray. Cosa? Never mind. I gotta hand it to you. Grapefruit you got here. Que belle frute! None of them fucking steroids. Como se dice, steroids? There you go. We said you're not a great conversationalist. Fuck
2: a twat.
0: And then this, this thing was such a mind blow for me. I read about it for like three hours. I'm, like, I'm not exaggerating. I studied the history of this, and I hope you find it interesting, and I hope the listeners do too. But when Paulie's randomly walking and talking to the locals, that was not scripted. That was them camera shooting him from a distance and just kind of like killing time. And when he says hello to the guy, the guy says, basically it's translated, are you from NATO? So he's referencing the cable being cut or whatever. That is something that's called the Cavalese cable car disaster. Have you ever heard of this? No. 1998. 1998. It was a ski resort. Cavalese is a ski resort in the Dolomites. 20 people died. Okay. And it happened in february of 1998 a u.s marine corps plane was flying too low and essentially cut through the cable that was supporting a gondola and people died and eventually there was a trial a bunch of stuff happened but via nato the u.s had to pay 75 percent of this agreed upon sum of money to the families but we tried to get out of it um the pilots burned evidence Okay, there was like a like a black box or like a recording of like what actually happened. They burned it, but they were acquitted of manslaughter charges, but they were found guilty of obstruction of justice. And if I miss anything, you're going to correct me. Obstruction of justice and conduct unbecoming an officer and a gentleman to which I immediately started playing scenes from a few good men in my head. Okay, <laughs> are, you, are you with me on that? Yes. Like the, that's the only way I know this, someone getting dishonorably discharged. That's amazing. <laughs> this was all this was this was all a gift yeah. to David Chase. Like the god's bestowed a gift on him. This was all completely random. It was not scripted. That's wild. It was just Paulie saying, "Hi, commendatory to everybody." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. How beautiful is that? And they kept it in. It was an angry Pedestrian saying, "America, you guys cut down our gondola." Basically, he was cursing him in it- it- Italian. And timely, two years. And timely, yeah. but Pauli Galtieri, uh, um, uh, what's the actor that plays him? Tony Sirico. He doesn't even know what the hell this guy is saying. <laughs> he's you, if you go back and play this back now that yeah. you just heard the story, Paulie's basically just going, hey, hey. <laughs> "It's kind of like just making making <laughs> pleasantries." Loves it. He loves it, but he's been dismantled by this Italian, wow. like older uh, pedestrian guy. Well, it's I interesting
2: it. because. uh a lot of the interviews you hear that uh, there was no... I can't even say it. There was no improvisation. Just to let Tony walk around do yeah. this is very unlike David Chase anyway.
0: Yeah, but it worked masterfully, yeah. man. Yeah. It was a throwaway scene that became this real thing. Relevant. Yeah. That's what I have. I just wanted to throw that out. Any other last calls? The
2: opening scene of this episode is accessible as an Easter egg on the bonus disc of the Godfather DVD series.
0: No way. Really? Yeah.
2: So they... They took enough credit to acknowledge the credit given to the, the
0: movie in oh, the Oh, so it actually is that proof that it's not, act nothing's accidental. The Fredo, the boat, and... No, like, the Sopranos, like,
2: I guess, scene is in the DVD that's set. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: So they're, like, acknowledging oh, okay, the love yeah, that yeah. the Sopranos gave them. Correct, correct. And they're reciprocating. Yeah. Beautiful. Didn't know that. It's crazy. Do you know, are you familiar with the artist, Naya, the Italian rapper... Giovanati.
1: Is he the one drug No, no, no. no, no. The one that he, plays at he, the end? He's
0: played in the first drug scene and the second drug scene lo- and in the end credits.
1: I love that song. I Do you know, don't, know his music? I don't, but I know that song and I have that album, but that's the best song on
0: it. Is he a hit in Italy? Mm-mm.
2: No? Mm-mm. This he is got, the Ungrateful Heart song?
1: He got three tracks in No, that's in, um, the... That's... That's, uh... I don't remember where that one plays. It's when... Playing uh, in the car. Tony's
2: driven to Annalisa's?
1: No, that is... That's a uh, Italian Core, song. Core in Grato? That's in, like an opera, which, Junior, Junior sings, sings later, which means ungrateful heart.
0: Ungrateful heart, yes. And who tells us that? Carmela says that. Um.
1: She's in that episode. No, D- Johnny Sack's wife tells Adriana.
0: Oh, yeah. I was hoping, Naya, that you would honestly tell me that you have a Giovanati t-shirt or something. I
1: will look for one, actually, because I do like that song. Because he will,
0: not only that, but... Props to him. He got three songs in one Sopranos episode.
1: That's how it kind of right? Cabin. No, That's it, a, it sounds like it, but uh, the girl's. It sounds like that, but it's not. That's why I Shazammed it. It's okay. a good one.
0: Hmm. I have one final thing, unless you guys have anything else. I have one more. Okay, go ahead.
2: So this is a continuity or an inaccuracy in the story, but I could chalk this up to maybe Junior flexing and. Uh, Junior talks about meeting someone from Italy in 1961 who came over the luxury Italian liner, the S.S. Michelangelo. However, hmm. it's known that the only Italian luxury liner named S.S. Michelangelo was put into service in 1965. So was this a writer's error, or was Junior just making up a story to make it sound cool?
1: I would guess a writer's error.
0: Writer's error. Oh, come on. Let's make it. Let's have fun and think <laughs> Junior's losing it.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Maybe. Actually, no, maybe that was actually written on purpose then, to mm. like show his lead into senility. I just the, feel like someone like that, someone would do a
2: little research. Sure. Someone would verify. So maybe it
1: was in, intentional?
2: Oh, I do strange. I try not to touch on those types of things. Cause I saw that they too. It just happened, but yeah. uh, only for the it. reason of like, maybe it was put there on purpose to be the
0: wrong year. Yeah, no. Uh, Look, nothing is perfect. Like, even though this is as close to perfect as you can get, I think we would all agree that this work of art, the show, the entire series, there's always mistakes, you know? And the fact that we find little imperfections and the fact we find little quirks is totally fine for the course even michael mann's heat as amazing of a movie it is there's at least 13 flaws that someone who loves the show the movie more than than anybody has pointed out and it's just because it's an act of respect that you're finding all of the yeah. little nuances um no pot episode would be a pot being episode if i didn't mention soprano's autopsy there are two things that he mentioned that were extremely profound to me he wrote about chase's quote roman eye which, to me, I think is a very apt description and summation of the things we often discuss and look for. What I, what I took away from what he said was that, that the camera wanders from place to place throughout the show. Maybe may be intentional, it may not be, but what he's trying to ascribe to it is the fact that David Chase's eyes are going where they want to go, and the ambiguity resides within those, those camera cuts and whatnot, but that we are getting a glimpse of the things that he's interested in. So I thought that was very cool. His Roman eye is the way it was described. And then Naya, you beautifully, beautifully mentioned earlier on the same idea that they talk about in Soprano's Autopsy. He defines it as the deromantization of beautiful things, of Italy. Like, oh, vacation, vacation, Italy. You imagine Capri. You imagine, you know, beautiful, luscious, cheesy pizzas. That's like a mile long. But in actuality, this was like a very boring, regular vision of naples we get a glimpse of how cool it could be when the three guys get out of the car and christopher's like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna do that and and paulie's like even the ugly chicks are worth banging and everybody's happy and even tony has that tony grin on his face but in actuality it's a very fucking boring deromanticized thing and i just want to bring it home with that notion that look look Sopranos autopsy says this over and over again. I'm going to kind of disagree. This idea of like de romanticizing, this idea of everything's regular, and what I want to point out is that despite uh, Mr. Chase's best efforts to turn down the dial, if you will, to to make things look look less amazing, his Roman eye keeps us coming back over and over again. So if this was his attempt to make things de-romanticized or kind of sanitized or like not as amazing, he failed because it's, I, there's still all these corners that I'm turning to and I'd argue that through this de romanticization he actually achieved equilibrium. Yeah. I won't contest that. Yeah, he's de-romanticizing it, but he actually has he opened up a Pandora's box because we're talking about why isn't Italy in Italian yeah. education the way that it should be.
1: Well, it could be. It's also I feel like it shows the like such a culture divide between Jersey and Yeah Naples. That it's just Antiquity versus modernity. Yeah.
0: And the guys in the car, they're all looking out the window. I was thinking, fuck, I'm home. Yeah. That's kinda what goes through your head when you come back from vacation. If you're sitting in a car and to drive back from LAX or wherever. They're kind of like, oh, man, we're back to reality. They all portrayed that very well without saying mm-hmm. any words. Paulie seemed to
2: be all smiles, though. He was just, like, you taking go, it all yeah, in. Telling yeah. everyone.
0: But Tony had a minute where he yeah. was kind of like, huh. all in all, it was a really, for a vacation episode, it was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to end with your term, the palate cleanse. It was a necessary palate cleanse because we got a taste of Richie, and then they take it away. They, there's no chaser, but now it's all chaser. It's all richie from here on out.
1: I was left with a question. Sure. That I feel like now when I ne- watch the next one, I'm gonna be more excited about. Is the family run by a woman? Yeah. Like is are they the same? Like which family is better? Like the, what do you mean? the Italian family or the Jersey family? Like which, which way is oh, right? Are
0: they a he- are they do they run the Sopranos crew? Like, Yeah, um... no,
1: like more which one's more progressive and or are they exactly the same just with different cultural things? Because in some respect, Annalisa is the, the mob head, right? It's run yeah. by a woman. And in Tony's world, is his family run by a woman too if, in if some regards? If he was
0: incapacitated, who would take charge?
1: Well, just in general, like yeah. his family. Like, is it run by his mother? Is it run by Melfi?
0: Not officially run by his mother. But I would say, based on what we learn, the Italians are more way more progressive.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. What, the irony is beautiful because commendatore is a distinguished... Title given only to males. Interesting. Yeah. But she is commendatory. Crazy. Alright, we'll see you next week. Thank you, John. Sorry. Thank you, Naya.
1: Thank you. I'm
2: sorry, Wilson. Wilson, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wilson. I, I can't. Wilson.
0: Wilson.